0: Swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code Tour Stories10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I Z O T O P E.com. Danny. Hello. What's the haps? Where are you? Uh, I'm currently in a Motel 6
1: um, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, we drove in from Indianapolis today, so we kind of had a short drive, and it's a day off, baby. It is all right. A nice Motel Six room I'm broadcasting from, and uh, I'm I'm on tour. Um, I'm with Abraxas. The so last time we spoke, we were actually um, talking about that album.
0: But, that's right. And,
1: and here we are touring it.
0: That's right. And I was. Bummed that I couldn't be on this tour, but I am leaving for tour myself. In <laughs> yeah, man. Two days. Yeah, that would have been great. So, how is the road going? How's it treating you?
1: Um, you know, it's uh, it's going very good, man. I mean, every day is a chance to play music, and you know, there's a really good crew uh, of people on this tour. It's one of my favorite bands, which We Intend to Cause Havoc, Zambian rock band. Um, they have a new, they have a new record and, yeah. uh, death Valley girls are main support and we're first of three. We're around like two rad bands every night. So it's like really nice. You know, everyone's got a, a good, I don't know, just great. You know, it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> say. That's great. First week was my favorite cause I got that to sounds um, like a good... play some guitar in which, so I, I, uh, got ready for the tour for, for being, in which and you know abraxas so the uh the second or the other guitarist that was was going to meet up with him later you know um he mm-hmm. jumped back on board about a week ago so the first week I was I was playing um two shows and it was great you know um and last night I got to play drums too in which so that was cool we what? did like an encore and did yeah, we did like a funky and slash mashed potatoes, you know, sort of funk medley thing. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Got to play some drums. And, um, because switch around instruments, sometimes Kate played bass.
0: Sounds good, man. It's <laughs> it's nice to be busy and especially busy on the stage night after night. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, I had some things happen recently in my family. I, I actually lost my father. Um and it happened at the beginning of this tour. Uh, I was made aware of the imminent thing that happens mm-hmm. after you live. And um, I I left for a day. I went and 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 uh, we were able, uh, you know, fam- family stuff. But, I, you know, I feel comfortable being able to talk about it here because tour is, is what has gotten me through it, playing mm-hmm. music and being around people and, the love and support that I feel just from the people around me that, you know, I'm playing music with every night and getting to be um, in in their light, you know, like in their comfort and stuff. And um, it's quite a, it's quite a trip, man. But, you know, at the same time, there's something very simple about staying the course and um, trying to be present in the moment and appreciative of everything you got. And I mean, at the end of the day, playing music every night is the greatest job there is. So... I feel honored to be able to continue that. And, you know, and I think it's what my dad would have wanted. So I'm trying to well, pull strength from it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I, um I know how that feels. Um, it didn't happen to me on the road, but uh, I do know how that feels. I recently lost a, a parent and um, mm. it sounds like you have uh, the support of a second family, which is, which is fantastic. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's a pretty, pretty amazing thing, man. I don't know how to describe it, you know. It's a it's a peaceful thing in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I'm going – there's definitely going to be – I mean, I'm Texan. I'm good at compartmentalizing, so <laughs> <laughs> um, there's definitely going to be times when I'm going to be hurting, and, you know, there's times when I'm going to be moving through the motions, and, you know, that's, that's like everything, though, you know. Yeah. It's like tour. I mean, shit, I mean – you know, metaphors can we make one- and
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Such is life. All right. Well, <laughs> take know. care of yourself. T- take care of yourself through that. And, um, yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're also here to talk a, a little bit about Rajan, the new Night yeah. Beats record on Suicide Squeeze and, uh, Fuzz Club coming out July 14th. Um, this record is a, dripping wet psychedelic world r b odyssey in uh rhythmic humidity how's that sound huh (laughs) that's what it feels like to me and there's of course i love it i like this of of course uh this odyssey is is pretty dark um and it's a follow-up to outlaw r b which in comparison and to me is touches on the lighter side of psych and and maybe uh maybe 60s stuff what, what, was the, um, what was the turn for this new record to enter into the darkness or explore it?
1: Oh, wow. Interesting question. I think, uh, well, I think the rhythm has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. I think I was playing a lot more drums, and uh, I was trying to get certain, tone, certain tones and, and emotions and feelings from, from the rhythm section, so... Um, playing with my fingers on the bass and using using just kind of ideas that um, were very in the moment and felt right. Um, I wanted to take my time with this record. And uh, I mean, it was recorded in Pomona in a studio where uh, my friend Chris helped engineer mm-hmm. and we did drums and bass and guitar to tape. Mm-hmm. So to keep that depth and that warmth, you know, I think there's darkness there. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. Like where mm-hmm. <laughs> where does darkness come from? I think it, it might just be all encompassing darkness yeah. that uh finds its way through whatever medium or whatever tone or, or texture that you're kind of working with at the time. You know, lyrically there's there's a lot of uh desperation. There's a lot of um there's a lot there's a I don't know, there's a lot of things uh going on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I I hear what you're saying. You know, on the brightness of '60s pop, for instance, a la R&B might have had more of a uh, kind of a, a narrative there. But I just wanted something burning. You know, something more uh, more immediate, more um, so alive. I guess might be a way. I, I looked really long for the symbol that I used on the album. Really, you know, this dark ride that I found. Speaking of dark, yeah, there you go. There that you might go. Be it. Uh, yeah, this beautiful symbol um, that I found, and that that meant a lot to to the way I was playing things and the way that things played off each other. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of recording that, at home, like a lot of like the vocals and things were were sung in my apartment, but also some in the studio. But it was a you know pretty much a two two person operation for the most part. It was a very personal internal experience making the thing, making the thing,
0: making the thing. Um, and there's a lot of to me there's a lot of um there's a lot more instrumental music than vocals uh percentage wise I would say is that um intentional because that gives a that delivers more of a soundtrack and for me delivers more of a vibe than vocals is that is, sure. is that is that uh intentional or uh is that just what it wound up being
1: um well I feel like if the, if the song calls for words then then I need to sing, mm-hmm. you know, I need to say something, or, or there needs to be um, that that, uh, instrument, you know, the voice. So I don't think it's too far-fetched to say every instrument can, you know, tell its own story. Every every texture, every color, every shape, every size of, of the sounds um, can have their own narrative and their own sort of, uh, their own intuition, their own character, their own thing. So to me, if you're serving the song by having the words and the and the voice on it then then it is what it is right. you know like if if the song is more of a uh, you know if i want to describe a tidal wave but i don't want to use any words with the letter l then i have to find other ways of you know thinking about this you know building a picture or feeling of what that feels like you know right so um yeah i think vocals and melody and things like that, they they're all they're all there to serve the, the the music and the sound of the song and the you know the pattern you've you've
0: made. And the song uh which is currently my favorite song, uh maybe to no surprise, Hot Ghee. That oh, yeah, that, that best illustrates the fluidity and density mm-hmm. of this record, Hot Hot Ghee. Where where did that idea come from?
1: there's not really one thing or 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 place that i think i could really ever pinpoint where did something come from unless it's a very specific thing you know um there's a little process that i have where if i am coming to the end of a record that i feel like i'm making like a i'm sort of in my last few chapters or something of something i want to start over Mm -hmm. so i listen rhythmically to what's going on with what i already have if i'm stringing these songs together in an album and i kind of almost look for a rhythm that's a missing or i really want to like get deep into the pocket with you know so i think hockey was really summoned by just sort of this immediacy of needing this this sound like this beat this rhythm this pulsating bass this sort of you know the guitar lines the things that were happening were very sporadic and a lot of the guitar lines were were first takes i just didn't plan much and play, you know, because I put myself in the in the mindset, I guess. Yeah. Of what was out there or what is out there. So, you know, where where did it come from? It could come from what I had for breakfast. So, <laughs> know, you know. Maybe chicken fried steak or right. Iced coffee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, without uh, further ado, I'd like to play hot gee. Is that cool? Uh yes, please. all right. Here it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Smoking room, but this place already has fucking cigarette holes in the sheets, so <laughs> I'm not I'm not complaining.
0: As I said, killer song. Um, Thank you. It's just it's all vibe, man. And and I know you touched on uh, a little bit of your process before, but um, this is largely just you. And and so how does it compare to your other projects?
1: Um, good question. I think if I'm working on something with another person without the context of it being like maybe like a band rehearsal or like a show because you know you could write anywhere you can you can have a sound check and then someone drops a stick and you're like do that again and then you have that
0: happens a lot
1: (laughs) yeah you never know so unless it's in that context or it's me by myself writing for what i think could maybe be night beats or something right then it's night beats then it's night beats, but you know, uh, in in a in a regular day, it's like I I work on a song or if I come up with something, there's no labeling, there's no. I try to really stay away from walls, restrictions, mm-hmm. you know, things of of limiting nature. So, um, you know, I could have a song that I've been working on for a few years, even come up in a in a different setting that I think works really well for what that project is, or, um, but generally, like the the source of most of my writing is, is, is me. So it's like Night Beats is me. So like, I, I kind of pick and choose like where and how I would like to present certain things and, uh, and drive the narrative and, and understand what things mean in context to each other. So like, you know, two records ago in comparison to this record, for instance, there's a, there's a line that I'm constantly drawing um, whether it's in the sand or concrete, it's it's definitely a, a, a trail from, like, where I think this world takes me, mm-hmm. you know, where I want it to go. And I've made it so it's limitless, though, so, like, it could go anywhere. Right. Like, a, you know, the, the sound that I am looking for shouldn't have any type of, like, label. I mean, I understand, like, the concept, you know. Talking about music and saying this shit sounds like yeah, that. Yeah. And this stuff has that influence and all that, all that stuff. But it's it's uh you know it's kind of like you know Night Beats is like my my own like mind garden mm-hmm. and you know UFO Club Abraxas Witch Black Lips any kind of bands that I'm playing with in that context it um you know there's more of a uh, collaboration type of thing right. I think.
2: Um,
0: so it sounds like you don't like to have parameters you like to keep things open but do you ever find yourself making a Mm -hmm, rule or a parameter just to see what happens
1: uh that's a fun twist and i feel like i i do that subconsciously with certain things
0: um like for
1: well i don't know it's hard to say because if you're constantly breaking rules of your own then like what is (laughs) really right yeah you know like, I was going to say, like, I, I was like, uh, only fingers on guitar or on bass. Exactly. That's what you were like, talking about I, I earlier. Want only fingers. Yeah. Yeah. But one song is supposed to be, is punk music. I don't know. It does, sounds nothing like you would imagine, like, a you know, a, a hard, fast, driven punk song would be. But to me, it's punk rock. Like, it has sitars and it has yeah. harmonium and it has, like, delays and, like, all these things. But to me, like, the... The fact that I chose to use a pick on that one tells me something, yeah. you know, and I hope that it translates. Maybe someone could pick up on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, like a good <laughs> schoolboy, I kind of don't know where to stand. So ever. so
0: you made the record in, in Pomona and with, I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Uh, my buddy Chris
1: and my, my other friend Chris Scott, he played drums on two songs, okay. on Nightmare and on Thank You. Uh, those two songs my friend Chris Scott played drums on um my buddy chris Maciel, he has a studio called twenty second Dimension in Pomona and it's it's just everything you need, and he's an amazing person, so he helped do you know help me engineer the record as in making sure like I have things plugged in and you know i I got a fader where it needs to be, you know um logistics and things i i I kind of can lose lose my marbles over. Right. So
0: So traditional uh, sort of recording process, it sounds like you use tape. You just went in there, maybe track the drums, bass first, and then...
1: Exactly. Drums, bass, guitar, um, everything that we could squeeze onto onto tape. So piano, um, live percussion, things that really, to me, like is where tape matters in my mind. And uh, yeah, I did some singing at home. You know, I just have a simple DIY setup in my studio apartment and uh, just kind of sang from there a lot.
0: Yeah. It's, a, it, it's a, it is a celebration of tape. That's for sure. It's, it's, yeah. it's great. It sounds killer. Yeah. And it, Thanks, you, it bared fruit for sure. Um, one of my favorite things, and it sounds a little uh, white guy cheesy, but one of my favorite things that I discovered when I was, you know, a in my teens or something was the crossover of, Like American rock and the rest of the world. And, you know, that started with like the Cambodia rocks record, all the Zambian Mm. stuff, Brazilian psych, uh, some Turkish psych that you, it sounds like you might reference here and there on this record. Um, what, I just can't get enough of that. I forever can't. Ethiopiques, which is not necessarily psych, but mm. you know, it's it's mm-hmm.
1: I just listened to that the other day I'm so familiar with
0: Yeah, I'm so familiar with and we most American musicians are so familiar with the American rock tradition and the slight twist on it from different parts of the world is one of my favorite things ever. And I think it has to do with familiarity. Uh mm. because again it's so simple. But um what what what's your connection with that historically? Where where did that enter your life? Um, that's a, that's a great question,
1: Joe. I think that being like a Western centric, like looking out from the West, everything is like sort of kind of painted in an exotic setting. You know, like there's like an exoticism to like a lot of things, like you're talking about, yeah. like the Cambodian, I the Turkish, everything. Sixties, right? Everyone was obsessed with like you know india yeah you know they wanted to be you know spiritual in an indian way they wanted to make music not everybody but you know a lot of folks and uh i i always kind of had that card in the back of 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 my of my life where like that's cool that's cool (laughs) you know like (laughs) my mother's indian I've, i've gotten a chance to go to India quite a bit and take part in a lot of religious ceremonies. And one interesting thing about where I grew up was in, in Dallas, Texas, I was born in Plano, but in Dallas, there's a whole, there's a nice Indian classical music community there. So just through my, my, my half brother being of age to where there, he met other musicians. He wasn't a musician himself, but he met some Indian classical musicians and they would host these amazing concerts um so at a young age i was able, i was taken to a lot of these shows mm-hmm. um my mother was also a barthanatin dancer oh. which is um you know if there's any musical uh lineage it would be it would be that but not that i really got a chance to see that but i think seeing what some would consider like a, a mysticism from the east kind of made me chuckle a little sure. bit uh, when i was when i was little cuz um it's great that everybody wants, you know, like that people want to like fuse things together and blend things. But um, I don't know. I was a little gatekeeping with the sitar when I was yeah. little. You know, I used to think that like, come on, y'all, you know, like <laughs> this is like this is more than an instrument. <laughs> this is like, ah. And then I found myself getting sitar and, and like not um, going by my own fucking code. Like I was like leaving it in the corner and like I'd like knocked into it going to the bathroom because I live in a was- square foot room you know mm-hmm. like I wasn't really honoring <laughs> honoring my own bullshit <laughs> so does th- that really like really an answer to your question I think I I think I can come bring it back around um there's there's something that is really interesting to me when I was discovering like which and the same type uh, we intend to cause havoc on tour with right now which is amazing um or just a lot of these like compilations that show a take on rock and roll or the blues or jazz or soul or funk or any of these things. Um, because to me, it's, it, it's the universal language. It, it it's not just like, you know, one, four, five, you know, blues type of thing that people can all like be like, Oh yeah, there's the pentatonic. No, like th- those are the frameworks for like true fingerprinting and like soul bearing and, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, this is such a good question that I, I feel like this needs like, a few parts to it, if I can. Um, to me, th- an introduction to that stuff where, it, like, if you're able to cook with something that makes, like, your barbecue or your pasta or whatever you're making more what it was intending to be by including something else, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I don't know if that makes any sense. That makes but, sense. You know, like... If you if you break down like musically and i i don't know music theory for for, for much I, but you can break down like pentatonic like simple blues structures in like that music but for some reason and you know you could say production you could say local instruments tones recording quality everything like this can can add to a mystification of something but that's really what it was like it's not necessarily like that they had like a really far out weird instrument or like their scale was mind-blowing or something It, it was more about like the the choices that were made to record this way and that way were more interesting to me than you know like the fact that there's you know a a different take on something because you know everyone has a different take you can listen to the a a band play the same song a million times but it's it's all different it's going to be different so um and hopefully this comes around to your question at some point but i think with the new album it 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 does something where like you you mentioned this worldliness maybe this sort of this thing and i i just feel at at ease in that space you know i feel akin to to explore exploring types of uh texture, tone, color, um approaches. And you know, I'm a student on this planet, you know, like I'm I'm here to learn, man. Like uh, I I'm getting to create something with just the freedom of of wanting to explore that world. I think for the new record there was um a comfortability that I felt exploring any type of place, time, region, instrument, style. Because I, I don't know, I feel like I feel comfortable in that space. I don't think it's necessarily related to my you know my ethnicity or anything, right. but I think that the exposure that I had to you know Indian classical music, jazz music, soul music, things, even Texas blues, all those things, psychedelic stuff is all about an open-mindedness, you know um, at the end of the day. Psychedelic doesn't mean you need to pick up six delight pedals in a lot, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's about like exploring and and, and finding new land and um, new space. So yeah, you know, um, a baglama, which is a Turkish instrument, mm-hmm. um, makes perfect sense to me on on hockey, even though you know, it's like not an Indian instrument. And I'm referencing Indian spiritualism in it. But the song is called Hot Ghee. It's sizzling, <laughs> like boiling butter. Like, that's what it's about, you know? So, like, yeah, I, I always implore people to explore different things and to try different instruments and follow the groove, man. At the end of the day, follow follow the feeling, follow the groove, wherever it takes you. doesn't matter if you're on a magic carpet or, like, on a New York train. Like, you, you know, it's... We can always go further, you know what I mean? Right. Like, we could always... And, you know, not to sound too cliche, but, you know, you got to go in to go out,
0: you know. Right. You did that with this record. You came back out oh, and it's you. rad. Um, what What are your plans to, uh, you're on tour now. Are you going to, this record comes mm-hmm. out July 14th. Are you going to not stop? Or are you going to just transfer vans and get in tour again <laughs> <laughs> with a different group of people? <laughs> well sort, something like that
1: you know um every every night uh is a blessing to go out and play getting to play with witch I, I said earlier i got to play some drums with witch earlier and that was just unlocking all of these feelings so um i feel like it's a good idea to continue you know continue stay the course with these the tour mm-hmm. um and uh I hope to play the new album soon. You know, we, we played some of it in Austin. We had a, a show at the Austin psych fest this year. Oh, cool. And, uh, that was awesome. You know, we got to play some of the new album and, uh, it just felt right. So I like that. I want to do more. I want to do
0: more. Do you have it. any shows, uh, this year booked?
1: Um, we yeah. have Seattle booked right All now. Right. I think it's in November.
0: I want to say, but,
1: uh, we have, as of now, we're, we're kind of mapping it cool. out, you know?
0: And what's the, uh, what's, the instrumentation when you when you do play
1: three piece oh cool keep it three piece spin yeah um maybe bring in a key player or or even an extra guitar player if i'm trying something if i feel like it you know but it
0: three piece you know all right that's usually how i like to keep it and you're playing guitar yeah yeah all right well when you get out there or, or continue to travel safe and when you get out there later in the year good luck i can't wait to see it thanks joe I appreciate that, man. And uh, I, I wish I was out there with you right now playing drums. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're thinking of you, Joe. Right. We're thinking of you.
1: Carlina just popped her head in. I think she wanted to oh. say hi, but I gave her a cold look. I <laughs> gave her get at it.
0: Scram. Get at Scram. Me. I'm talking to Joe. Um, <laughs> I'm a friend, Joe. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, she says hi. All right. Hello back. Um. All right. I'm going to let you go. And uh, thanks for your time. Mm. Thank you,
1: Joe. Really appreciate it.
0: I'll see you th- I'll see you this Thank year you. somewheres. That sounds good. Sounds like a poem. All right. Take care. You Bye. too. Bye.